It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Astros win. The Astros win. The Astros win. That's right. They get the twin killing and the twin billing. The Houston Astros absolutely smoke the New York Yankees. They come into town. The house was packed. It was a phenomenal playoff atmosphere. It's a shame that these two teams don't play in different leagues because this is the World Series. Make no bones about it. The Astros are the gold standard. I'm H. Sean Wheelhouse. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we are your daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification button. Like any video that you see. And let's get talking about this game. Before we talk about this game, I got to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It is Bet Online has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Make sure you make us your first listen every day using the hashtag first listen. What a game. Let's get into it. This is so exciting. So I had the honor and the privilege of going to game one. Into game two, my friend Holly, thank you so much for providing the tickets for me for game one. And I went to Simple Seats, simpleseats.com to get my tickets to game two. And I'll tell you about that later in the show. Um, I want to send some shout outs today. If you look right now, if you can see on the screen, let me remove my name tag. If you're listening, I'll tell you who it is. These guys right here, man, this homegrown Kobos Q, they are the man. And I believe the owner's name is Raul. I met him today. If I'm getting his name wrong, I apologize. This place is the jam. It's the spot. I grabbed one of their shirts, wanted to support local. I love shopping local. So if you guys are ever at a game, pre-game or post-game, go to Kobos Q. They crush it. I want to say what's up, Casey. It was good seeing you, good meeting you in person. Um, Hayes Holly, it was great meeting you too for the first time. Um, Drew, um, great meeting you. Abel, happy birthday. Um, so so glad to meet you. Um Josie McFly from John Boy Media. Um, I met you, Jalen, Texas Dab Daddy, and Owen. My man, Owen. This dude, this kid's one of our biggest fans. He found our show three weeks ago, and I just want to send a shout-out to my man, Owen. Got a picture with him, put him up on Twitter. Um, This kid is cool. And, hey, we may bring him on as a guest host and ask him some questions in the future. So, bud, you keep grinding. You make sure that you make the most of your summer. When school starts, you hit the books. And, you're, and you just listen to your parents and you do what they ask you to do. And I promise you, you'll be successful in life. Thank you, young man. Thank you for everybody. If you see me, please, if you see myself or Eric out and about at a game or whatever, please say hi to us. Please let us know um, who you are. Let us know that you've been listening how long. Um, I shared our podcast with several police officers. Thank you so much to the Houston Police Department for keeping us safe. You guys are awesome out there. Let's get into this without further ado. Good evening, everybody. The Yankees. The Yankees have still never right here. I love this. This is a great, I need to lead in with this. 
Joseph said, the Yankees still have never had a lead in any of the seven games we have played this year. That is sweet. Dude, that is not that is a great dude. I need you on the side like producing stats, throwing them to me. And I'm gonna try to cover everything. Now, I do apologize if I miss some things. And full disclosure, I went to both games. And it's not a thing of energy or whatever. But when you're at the game, for me, I'm not able to observe every nook and cranny like you guys are if you're at home. And you'll understand that you're socialized and you see people, people get in the way, you gotta go to the bathroom all those things. So um, if I do miss some details, it's probably because I must have missed it. Oh yeah. Thanks about the lid, man. I actually traded a hat that we had that was not a size I could wear. And so a buddy gave me a Fayetteville woodpeckers hat. So I figured I would rock that on the show. Thank y'all for tuning in. So the first game, we score the first two runs. We get on the board. The Astros take command. You're like, yes. And we go out and we have a solid pitched game by Christian Javier. And it looks like everything is going in the Astros' favor. Um, he did give up the one home run, um, which was a solo shot. He made it two to one. And you thought, okay, two to one lead. It's, it's, it's an okay thing. Jordan Alvarez has not come out of the dugout yet. Yeah, I didn't even see Jordan Alvarez on the field warming up. Maybe I missed that because I got there a little bit late. And, hey, we're going to get to Belak in a second. That's a game two conversation. We'll talk about that in segment two or three. But Jordan was in the dugout. You didn't see him. I want to kind of build this up because if you weren't there, you probably heard it. Excuse me. You probably heard it at home. But it's different. It's different when you were there watching. You're sitting there and you're watching and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where, where things are headed. And the Yankees end up tying the game. Let's talk about how they tie the game. This was an odd play. Because Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, or let's just call him IKF, he hit a single. He hit a ground ball. It says to left fielder Alemnis Diaz. Bregman is going to his left. Pena is going to his right. And they both appear, they both appear to not give forth 100% effort. Now, that's what it looked like to the eye. I think the other person thought the other player was going to get to the ball. I talked to a kid, and I can't remember his name on the side. And maybe it was maybe it was my buddy Casey, Casey from the show. And he, yeah, it was Casey. And he said, "If I'm the shortstop, my job is to dive and give up my body to at least knock the ball down." And that's what Pena should have done. You know, Pena's made 13, 14 errors this year, and he has some footwork things to work through. And he's a rookie. I mean, he's he's got the limelight. He he's still whether it's pressure or not. He still is in the shadow of our previous shortstop, and that's that's no that's no mystery. That's if you would have to be sleepwalking through life not to think that that's a little bit of a factor. I think his footwork needs needs help, but I think Bregman really thought that him going behind him, he was going to get it. That ball was hit sharply, so you got the velocity, the exit velocity, all those things, and it just looked really bad there in person. I was like, oh my gosh, how do we make this error? We we tied it up. And we just thought, like, okay, this is going to be some, some like game winning. We're going to go to the 10th inning. What's going to happen? My friend there with me, Mark, he was like, dude, we got this. We got this. So we literally get up. And when you go back and you recount what happened in that ninth inning, okay, you had um, the very first batter was Alex Bregman. First pitch, single and a line drive to left fielder Matt Carpenter. 
Next batter, Alemnis Diaz. One, two balls, one strike. He doubles on a sharp line drive to left fielder Matt Carpenter. Bregman to third. Diaz at second, Bregman's at third. And then Yuli Gurriel comes up. And you're like, this is the spot for Yuli. Yuli's going to come up. Yuli's going to get a hit. He's had a rough season. And he strikes out. He hits a couple foul balls. He just could not barrel the ball. He struck. So, boom, you got two outs. You got two. You got, I'm sorry, you got one out. Then, guess who comes up? I got to tell you all this. Jordan Alvarez emerges out of the dugout. The only thing more dramatic from Jordan Alvarez coming out of the dugout would have been if they would have had smoke coming out of the dugout. Because this euphoric rush came through Minute Maid Park, and it was like literally. And I don't, I don't mean to say this to make light of the word savior or or to make Jordan other than a man, but it was like our savior, like he's back. It reminded me of the UT. He we're back, like he's back, and we were like, and like Yankees fans were like, they were like, oh my god, like. Like, they were panicking. We were freaking out. And then what do they do? They walk the guy. You're like, oh, man, of course they're going to walk Jordan. But then we're like, yes, Corey Lee is up. This kid's a stud. I, I, I talked to this kid more than once when he was in Sugarland. I love the kid's confidence. I love the way he carries himself. He's a professional. And he's up. And then all of a sudden, J.J. Medichevic emerges from the dugout. And it's not as dramatic. Like it literally, I asked my friend, it seems like it took the crowd out to put JJ in. Now, no offense to JJ Medicevic, but that was a spot where everybody around us was thinking the same thing. Oh, it was it was smart to walk him. I mean, I would have walked him too. I would never pitch to Jordan. I, I would like, we're not getting beat by that guy. So JJ Medicevic gets up. And the thing I can remember is when J.J. Chevik first got called up, and he got put in the same situation. So he gets a ball, then fouls off a changeup. And then you're like, okay, J.J., this is your time. And I put my phone up, and I'm like, let's go. And, dude, this kid hit the single, and he hit the ball. And the second he hit it, he put his hand up, and he rounded first. We scored. We win the game, bottom of the ninth, walk off. J.J. throws his helmet up like a kid in a 12U tournament team. Like they won the perfect game ring, right, kind of thing. And it was just pandemonious. When I tell you it's a playoff atmosphere every time the Yankees and Astros play, it absolutely is. And let me say this. Before we go any further, I want to tell you all about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is all about this pushing you the jobs for your company as the sun comes out like when the astros win and the small businesses are back in business linkedin jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team linkedin jobs helps you find people you want to interview faster and for free create a job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people that's right then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates that with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire because you don't want to hire the wrong person. You want to hire someone who's skilled for that job. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Now, 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So this is what you need to do. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, this game. Wow. The atmosphere. I just... And... I've got to tip my hat right now. I've got to tip my hat to Astros fans and to Yankees fans, okay? The stadium was this friendly, hard-nosed rivalry. The Yankees fans know that we hate the Yankees, and the Astros fans know... Or the Astros fans... Okay, sorry, let me, let me restate this. Yankees fans know that we hate them. Astros fans know that they hate us, not us, our teams. And we don't like each other, right? We've kept the Yankees out of the World Series or the Yankees. We've got 27 rings and you only have one tarnished and we hear it back and forth. And, you know, they're trying to go, let's go Yankees doing the clap thing. And I'm like, and I'm like, y'all still cheated. You know, the last time you won, you use steroids. I mean, just giving them crap. You know, when Araldis Chapman was up, I stood up. Who's your daddy? And, you know, just going back and forth. But it's all in good fun. It's it's. No one, no one was beating each other up. No one was throwing punches. No one was cussing at each other. It was just a fun freaking playoff environment, and I absolutely love it. I love it. I love when Yankees fans – I met so many Yankees fans today that are from the Bronx, that are from Brooklyn, that are from Buffalo, from Long Island, from Staten Island. I'm seriously like – like New Yorkers, you know, it was funny when I met Josie McFly, who's part of John Boy Media. If you follow him on Twitter, he was famous last year. Whenever him and John Boy are in a bar watching the Astros, whenever Altuve hit the walk off and they ripped his jersey, he's sitting there going, Don't throw to Altuve, don't throw to Altuve. And all of a sudden, he's like, You don't effing throw to Altuve. And Altuve knocked this home run. And so I met the guy, you know, and he was so cool. He was, he was so nice. One of his guys even like bought me a drink. I mean, it was, it was the coolest atmosphere. And I talked to so many New York transplants, people that are from New York. And it was amazing. If you, next time the Astros play the Yankees, okay, like in the ALCS, you got to find a way to get to the game. you got to find a way because this is total pandemonium. So that's game one. The Astros win three to two. Now, Astros come out in game two. And, and oh my gosh, we're going to talk about Brandon Belak getting scores to end. I'm going to talk about here in a second about how I think the fix is in against the Astros. And I'm not even kidding. I'm not going to mince words. I think the league and the world have it out for us. Before I do that, I want to tell you about Simple Seats. Simple Seats is a place for Houston sports fans to buy sports tickets at the lowest possible price. Other ticketing sites will surprise you at checkout by tacking on fees of 20% more. Simple Seats doesn't charge any fees at all, which saves fans money. At Simple Seats, we want fans to be able to go to more games without breaking the bank. I found Simple Seats in 2021, and I've loved its simplistic website. There are no ticket fees. There are no extra fees. There's no hidden cost. And most of the time when I post pictures on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and I'm at a game, more than likely I got those tickets at Simple Seats. I mean, I love their website. I'm not a season ticket holder, so I don't have the access to a ticket to every game. And I also don't like extra fees. And with everything going up, your ticket prices go down with Simple Seats. So if you're looking to go to a sporting event 
in Houston, make sure to check out simpleseats.com today. Listen to this. They have tickets for Astros, Texans, Dynamo, Texas A&M, UT, or for you Aggies, TU, and U of H, and they're adding more teams on the way. They also have this thing called zone seating specials. Fans can save even more with zone seats. We divide the venue into zones so you don't have to waste your time searching endlessly for seats. You pick the zone. We pick the seat, meaning them. You get the best possible price. And if you want to pick your exact seat, you can do that too. So ditch the ticket fees and check out simpleseats.com the next time you're looking to go to a Houston sports event. Use code LOCKEDON10 to save $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Simple seats, better prices, no fees. It's that simple. I'm I'm telling you guys, yes. Um, <laughs> he's, um, Edward says, hey, Brett, get click on the show before the trade deadline. Now, hey. Man, I've been grinding, brother. I've I, we have actually talked to James Click in the stadium, and he told me to email someone. I've I've emailed. I've tried. I'm going to try again this week. I don't know if we'll be able to get him, but yes, trust me, we're trying. Hope y'all caught our. Hey, what's up, Will? Um, um, I hope y'all caught the Ryan Stanick interview that I did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, trust me. We're when Click says he's on the phone and busy, and Click says he's like he's like we're on the phone calling all the teams. I'm literally on the DMs, like DMing people. Hey, would you like to come on our show? Hey, would you like to come on our show? And I'm probably this annoying guy in the media world, but I really don't care. Next week, I believe Robert Flores is coming to the show. He was going to come this week, but something came up. He's with family, so like traveling. So he said, hey, next week, hit me up. Let's try to line it up. We're going to try to get Ben Verlander back. Um, you know, we have great guests. Um, Eric will be back on Sunday, I believe. I believe. I don't, don't, don't quote me on that, but I know he's been missing hanging out with a lot of people ask where he was today. So let's just talk about this. So the Astros in game two, hold on, before we get to game two, the ball that J.J. Medicevic hit was off the plate. It was a change of 88 miles an hour, and it had an expected batting average of 230. So, like, that was supposed to be an out, guys. I mean, they threw the ball to second. The second baseman wasn't there because they were shifted. Javier induced 10 swings and misses. Maton had five. Stanek had a K. Montero got the hold. Nary's gave up the game tying hit and or game tying run and he got the win. Baseball is a weird sport. And if you're new to baseball, I don't understand it. He shouldn't get the win, but he does. So I digress. So game two, the Astros take a commanding five to two lead at the beginning of this game. And you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, like we are killing it, right? Like we're going to beat the Yankees like 15, 15 to nothing or, or whatever. And I mean, that's how it started. Bottom of the first, Jordan Alvarez, 27th home run to left field. He's back. Again, I said it. He's back. Alex Bregman, homers on a line drive to left center. That's right. Back to back jacks. Remember the bobblehead they did a, f a few, uh, like, I guess last season? And I've got it. Where is it? It's behind me somewhere. Anyways, it's one of these. It's right there. If you see my finger, if you're watching, that's the back-to-back. -back. Um, and I've got a ball right there signed by Jordan and Michael Brantley right in between Bregman and um, Alvarez. So it was great to see that. Like, Jordan Alvarez's presence is so important. He is, to me, he's the most important player on the team. Not Justin Verlander, not Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez strikes the fear in every pitching staff's heart because he can hit a single, he can hit a double, he can hit a triple, he can bunt, and he can hit home runs. And he's a patient hitter. 
He won't walk. I mean, he he won't he won't watch pitches and not walk. He won't strike out in most cases. His value is so stinking high. Um, yes. Oh, oh, the bomb from so Jordan's home run. I was standing in the standing section behind the Crawford boxes, and that Jordan home run was probably about fifteen feet in front of me. Like I saw the ball coming at me. It was glorious. I wish I was that fan. And then the Bregman one just hit just left of the Crawford boxes, I believe. Um, but that was phenomenal. You know, Jordan goes two, two for four with three RBIs in his, his first start off the hand injury. I mean, so after the first inning, he comes up and hits a double on a sharp, sharp, sharp line drive to left field on Carlos Stanton. Jeremy Pena scores. He gets another run. The Astros are up five to nothing. Then, on top of the third, Labor Torres hits a home run. Aaron Judd scores. And so you have Gleyber Torres, who uses the Crawford boxes. It's 5-2. to two. And they're like, okay, no big deal. We're rolling, right? Only two runs given up. You've got Garcia on the mound. He had six strikeouts, five innings pitched, only two runs. Both of those earned, only three hits. So you're like, okay. Now he ended up getting the win because we never lost the lead, thankfully. And then um, the Yankees come up. And what do they do? It's the ninth inning, folks. It's the ninth inning, and I want to talk to you all about that here in a second. Um, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Well, what started on July 18th until now, until the NFL season, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available from June 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Go check it out today. And while we're talking about it, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, M- NBA, NHL, NFL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. That's right. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, podcasts that have you covered. Head to betonline.net today to see what you can find out with all the trends and the action. Remember, Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Let's get back to the conversation. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Um, I'm, I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're always positive, always strows. Um, Bregman did exude confidence. I'm going to go through some of y'all's comments and, and bring y'all into the show. Bregman does after Jordan. I love him hitting. I mean, who like Jordan hits a home run. Like, okay, I'm going to do that too. Like, I can do that too, man. Like, that's my dude right there. Bregman, y'all, Bregman's coming back. Bregman's getting better. Bregman, if Bregman can start hitting and catch fire and do that in the playoffs, because go look at Bregman's playoff numbers. They're not great. They're not, I mean, you know, there's the walk-off, the World Series, but his overall performance offensively has not been stellar. It's been adequate. I, I think that's a good word. It's been adequate. Um, oh, yes, so much. To start the game, we started the game with two bunts. We started the game with two bunts. We're playing small ball. This is Dusty Baker going back to, like, old-school National League. 
like 1980s Willie McGee and Vince Coleman. I mean, who bunts two hits in a row? And the Yankees were totally thrown off guard. They were not expecting the first bunt. Altuve laid a perfect bunt. The second bunt, the Yankees were like, what in the heck are these guys doing? It was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that. Thank you, Edward, for bringing that up because I forgot. If you got to go to one of the games or both of the games, oh, man, please share pictures. Um, please um, add us on Twitter at Locked on Astros, at H-Town Wheelhouse, at Eric Talkstros. Let us know you went to the game. Let us know you're there. Um, but I really do believe that, um, oh, what are my thoughts on it? I think we should bunt more. I mean, if they can lay down perfect bunts and you're trying to produce runs and you're coming off a break, why the heck not start the game off? I mean, it ended up working out for us, you know? So it's, it's just it's just really cool that the bunts, even though I've kind of been down on bunts and basically told someone the other day that I hate the bunt, I don't know, I love the bunt. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. I try to have integrity in every area of my life, but I'm, I'm, I'm this guy. Like, I hate the shift when it hurts us, but I love the shift when it helps us. But like the whole moniker, like you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? I just, it's, it's so tough. So, so here's the deal. And I'm going to go ahead and address this and then we'll get into the be like squeeze thing and all that stuff. Um, no McCullers yet. Okay. McCullers is starting. If you're in San Antonio and you're listening to this on the 22nd on Friday, go to San Antonio, go to a missions game. Tickets are cheap. Nancy McCullers is going to pitch. A friend of mine said, hey, do you want to go to the go to the um, Hooks and Missions game with me tomorrow night? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I had to ask my my wife. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I may end up in San Antonio tomorrow night watching this game. Um, McCullers is going to pitch. So, um, Yuli hasn't started. Yuli has had flashes. He's just not there. Lee is just – Lee is contributing. He said this team hasn't reached his full – oh, right, yes – they haven't reached their full potential. They have not. And so um, we now go into the gauntlet that is Seattle. No, the Seattle Mariners. Let, let's hold on. I don't want to get sidetracked. I don't, I don't, I don't want to consume this podcast with the Mariners. Forget them for right now. Let's talk about Brandon Belak. Guys, sometimes it be like that. That's what we like to say, right? Brandon Belak got absolutely squeezed in the game. Where Aaron Judge run, he had three pitches. Three pitches. The fourth pitch was a home run. The first pitch, that was considered a strike. Okay. The second pitch, well, so a, a friend of mine said he's watching the game. The second pitch is pretty well out of the zone. A friend of mine gave me a conspiracy theory. He said the fix is in. The fix is in. The league and the world is against us. They tr they gave Aaron Judge that home run, or maybe the walks before him is is what he was talking about. They they basically let these guys on base. Let's look at these other guys that were on there before Judge um, in in that ninth inning. So Aaron Judge hits that home run. Glaber Torres singled. Let's look at his pitch chart. Um, yeah. Some pretty close calls. The bottom line is this. The Astros are winning. Nobody can stop it. And this is what needs to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to one of the points I wanted to make. Um, something I told some Yankees fans. And um, basically what we need to do is we need to get Rob Manfred in a room. 
We need to convince him. That the Astros go to the National League. Not him, right? The Astros go to the World Series. And then the Yankees go to the World Series. And then we play the real World Series, the Astros versus the Yankees. Because everybody else, they ain't, they ain't worth the darn. Yeah, the Dodgers are good. But really, they won a Mickey Mouse 2020 championship. I'm sorry, Dodgers fans. I mean, can I say that? I mean, bro, you really think a 60-game World Series is legit? Like, I know you think trash cans and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. Go read and, like, follow science, and you'll see that it was a zero-sum help. Like, the person helped the most was Marwin Gonzalez. He had a big home run in one of the World Series games. But Marwin without a beard in a Yankees uniform is not good Marwin. That's bad Marwin. Um, and, <laughs> oh, look right here. Greetings from Germany. I'm just getting out of bed with the great news that the Astros want a doubleheader. Best news. Now, I'm going to ask you, um, are you in the military? Can I ask you that? Um, if you're from Germany and you're an Astros fan, maybe you're there for work. Maybe you're in the military. I would like to know. But, yes, Ryan, the league hates it. The league hates it that we are so freaking good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Marwin is playing for the Yankees. Oh, I grew up. Oh, Muhammad grew up in Germany. Look at this, man. We got an international crowd. Um, I know we have listeners from Mexico. I know we have listeners from the Dominican. If you're listening to us from Louisiana, from California, New York, Texas. Sorry, it's a horrible New York accent. I won't do that anymore. Um, Florida. Um, and you know, just all this stuff, like all these listeners, you guys make this show what it is. So Brandon Belak kind of, give Brandon Belak some credit here. Okay. Because I was, I was kind of giving him crap. Brandon Belak came in three and one thirds innings. He gave up the one home run to Aaron judge. I think he was getting squeezed. I think he was forced to throw that pitch. Montero come and throw an absolute smoke. He got the save and he threw two outs game over. Game over. Seven to five. The Astros. The Astros now have 61 wins. I had this pulled up. I don't know why I pulled it down. They have 61 wins, and they are creeping ever so much closer to the New York Yankees. Let's look at this. Um, I believe the Yankees have 66 wins. I have to look at it real quick, so I'm giving you accurate information. Um, 64 wins. Okay, wow, I gave them too much credit. They would have had 66 wins had they beat us, but they have four 30, you're 61 and 32. And yes, the Mariners have won 14 in a row. And are they a problem? Eh, I don't know. I don't believe. Thank you. Um, I don't believe the Mariners are a problem. I don't believe the hype. I'm sorry. Do something that gets you into the playoffs and I'll believe it. Like the Mariners can't keep, they can't win every game. The Astros just won two crushing games to the Yankees in one day. And the Yankees aren't ailing. They're not necessarily, I mean, I mean, Luis Severino's out, but he's none of the position players. You know, Aaron Judge only had one hit in these two games. Oh, yeah, look at this. Dude, Joseph, thank you for the, look at you coming through with the stats, bro. You're like my MVP tonight. For both games, all I can say is domination. Judge, Stanton, Carpenter, and Rizzo, two for 22. See, that's why you guys, you guys make this show great. I mean, look. I don't cover all the bases, and like my driver's ed teacher said when I was taking when I was learning how to drive, he wrote, "Brett does not pay attention to details." So there are some details that I miss. That's why I miss Eric being here, and I'll be so glad when he gets back. And I appreciate y'all hanging out. This is actually our most watched show in a while live. 
got almost 150 of y'all on here. I hope we've got new listeners. I hope we have new followers. We're at 3140. We're going to take this to right at 35 minutes. Um, see if you guys have any questions about the Astros or anything going on. Hopefully you did watch the the uh, draft specials. Um, yes, please hit the like button, guys. If you didn't watch the draft specials, go back and watch them. They're very informative. You'll learn a lot about the Astros draft picks. If you didn't see that, that Astros girl special last night, she did a phenomenal job. She crushed it like always. Um, and there you go, Hooters Wings, because they're one of our sponsors. Um, and if you if you go there, um, you know, if you were to go to Hooters today and you say Locked on Astros or you go on the 24th National Tequila Day, say Locked on Astros sent me, they'll give you a free basket of, of pickles. I may just go and just say, hey, I'm with Locked on Astros and see if they give me free pickles or even, you know, something else. Any word on Brantley? Brantley, as, as far as I know, now I haven't looked officially, so there may be something out there that I'm not aware of. But the last I heard is he was not healing as quickly as possible. But the fact that people are saying he's done for the season is premature. All right. So, hey, I asked one of our fans, I asked him if he was in the service. He said, I moved to Germany from Australia in 2007. I was born in Venezuela, and I like to watch Altuve and, and the rest of the Astros. I grew up going to baseball stadium in my city. Dude, thank you so much for following our show. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being an international follower. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, stats. I break down some stats. I break down on those on those shows when they when we talk about the draft, like what a draft grade is. <laughs> right here, we got a great question. Um, why does the MLB hate the Astros so much? <laughs> well, I mean, she answers it herself. Melly says they know the Astros were not the only ones cheating. Yeah, they kind of made them the fall guys, and I'll always say that. I know my friends tell me I'm shouting at the tides, but I really don't care. Um, okay, good question here. Um, and I, I kind of hit on this. In game one, was it Breggy or Pena's fault at the end? Talking about the ball that squeaked through that ultimately tied the game. Pena was the deeper guy. Now, you and I weren't – you got to think about this. You're not on the field – Go to, if you have a kid that plays baseball or a daughter that plays softball, go out in the outfield as a dad or a mom and shag ground balls and let let one of the players hit a really solid ground ball to you where you have to move. You'll see real quick like how tough it is to get to a ball. Now, I'm not making excuses for them. I thought at least one of them should have dove, but neither one of them didn't appear to give the be- give their best effort. Now, I may be totally wrong, and I don't think they could have got the ball. That's why they didn't dive. The Oh, that ball had an – really, that ball had an expected batting average of 100. Okay, then you know what? Somebody should have dove. That's what that tells Um, But at the end of the day, it's it's easier for us to criticize we're in the armchair or watching than it is to let the plays happen. Um, I really think Bregman should have had it. I, I really think – Pena, though, he's deeper. He has, I mean, because both guys are going, this is like perpendicular to them. So Pena had that, sorry, had that going behind Bregman as Bregman goes. Pena seems like he had a better chance of getting it. A lot of people said lack of effort, and so that's what it is. Is there anything about Castro? They have no idea. I've told you before, um, or in just that, uh, 
I don't think Castro is going to play another out, another inning for the Houston Astros. I think he's done. I think he's done for the year. I think he's going to retire. I think he's going to go out on the sunset. Um, I really doubt they even keep him on the roster. I just, I just don't think you're going to see him um, again in Astros uniform. Um, let me see. Have you thought of doing a live Locked On Astros show at a restaurant where all of us can show up, grow the show? Yeah. So actually, we had one this last year at the Social Beer Garden. I talked to Kobos Q, and the Kobos Q owner said to get a hold of him. And I'm going to talk to Eric when he gets back, and we're going to do a live show before an Astros game, a pregame show, and go live and do that. And it's it's going to be awesome. So Kobos Q is across the stadium. Um, under under 59, it's right there next to Little Woodrow. So we will definitely get the word out. I We need to do that before school starts uh, because I don't want to do that after school starts. Um, but that that is what we're going to try to do, okay? Um, let's see. Do another show on the latest trade rumors. Okay, so we're probably going to do another show on the trade rumors next week. If we can bring Robert Flores on before a trade happens, we're going to talk to him what he thinks, and we'll kind of bring him into that. And if not, Eric and I can come up with something else because we may know more at the end of this week. This week, And look, it's 37 minutes. I'm going to break my rule and go three more minutes because I love hanging out with you guys. Um, after Castro's win the World Series – or actually, Astros win the World Series with Astros this year, he will – yes. Okay, so you're saying after Castro wins the World Series with the Astros, he'll retire. I think he's going to retire whether they win one or not. Um, thoughts by Dusty. <laughs> I don't have to give pep talks these to these guys. I don't have to give these guys a pep talk. They execute on their own. They knew who they're they know who they're playing, and we go out there and do their thing. Oh, you know what? Let me do this. Let me just do this ode to Eric because I haven't done this since he's been gone. Thoughts by Dusty. <laughs> thoughts by Dusty. I have to give these guys. I don't have to give these guys a pep talk. They execute on their own. They know who they're playing. And we go out there and we do their thing. And I'm going to wrap the show up on this because we do got to wrap things up. People in the network are going to be freaking out because I got a 40-minute show on the on the, on the the hook. But when J.J. Medichevic went out there, everybody's like, what is he doing? And then when they won, did you see Dusty Baker running out on the field? Like 72-year-old Dusty Baker running out. His, he was high step and he was like, I'm a freaking genius. I'm a freaking genius. You need the glasses, Brett. Oh, that's right. Thoughts by Dusty. You know what? I don't have where my glasses at. Dude, I put them down somewhere. My wife's going to kill me if I lost them. Anyways. But yeah, Dusty was like, I'm a genius. I'm a freaking genius. Look what I did, fools. Because everybody was in the stands going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you know, and it, Again, it's easy for us to criticize. It's easy for us to point fingers and, and show where they made a mistake because it's, you know, we don't have anything riding on it. Just know this. The Astros have more data. The Astros have more information, and you have to trust the process. At the end of the day, they're going to make the best decisions, and they are going to be the team that comes out on top with the American League Championship Series. That's still my prediction. Castro did go out with – go out he will go out a winner with the Astros why because they're going to win a World Series title hey for myself at H for myself H-Town wheelhouse and locked on Astros 
Thank you for tuning in. Thank y'all for stopping by. Gosh, this was a pleasure. I really wish these kind of things could be more in person, but we will get, I will, I will get Eric on it and we will talk about, and we will plan something to do something live so you guys can show up so we can meet you, take pictures, whatever you want. All right. So remember we're your team every day. Thank you so much for staying up late, burning the midnight oil. We don't want to go into midnight and it is right at 39, 59, 49. I'm going to shut it down from to all of y'all in Germany, Louisiana, Texas, or wherever you're listening, even from Mars. Remember, we are your team every day. Go Strohs. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.